0: A former sheriff's captain has admitted to selling off-roster guns and other corrupt acts. Marco Garmo pleaded guilty Tuesday in San Diego federal court to one count of engaging in the business of dealing firearms without a federal license. But over his 27-year career, there have been other abuses of power, including lying to investigators and tipping off a family-connected illegal marijuana dispensary of an impending raid. What did the Sheriff's Department know, and why was this abuse allowed to go on for so long? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Nina Guerin, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Hello, Christina Davis. Hello. Um, You are the San Diego Union-Tribune's federal courts reporter, and you've been following this story. So, let's start by... um, can you explain that it's actually allowed for law enforcement to resell certain firearms not available to the general public? Correct.
1: That's correct. Um, which makes this case that we're going to talk about today um, kind of confusing, uh, because it's a practice that's allowed to a certain degree, but then once you cross a line, then it becomes illegal. Um, so it has been a little difficult, uh, I know for the government to, um, to, to police this behavior. Um, and basically what the law is, is that, um, there are a range of firearms out there that exist on the market that the general public, you or I, um, are not allowed to buy, um, for various reasons. But if you are a law enforcement officer, um, you, uh, can buy them. Um, and, and that's on the primary market. And then there's also this provision that says if you're a cop and you've, you've bought one of these uh, firearms, you can also resell it on a secondary market. And usually you're, you're reselling it to other cops, right? Um, uh, it, it's a little something that can be done. Um, you still have to go through a, 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 a licensed firearms dealer. Um, the transaction still has to be completely legal and documented with the government. Um, and, and the law says that that while you can do this, you can't, like, make a business out of it, right? You can't be, like, offloading hundreds and hundreds of these guns uh, a month or a year. It's got to be kind of like a one-off thing, um, just a little something to to kind of move along, maybe some firearms that you've already come in, into
0: possession of. Okay. So what did Marco Garmo do wrong?
1: So... Uh, Federal prosecutors, investigators basically said that Marco Garmo crossed that line. Um, and, and there was a, a federal um, investigator uh, back in November when this indictment was sealed that called it a, a classic case of firearms trafficking. Um, and uh, what he pleaded guilty to is um, one count of dealing in firearms without a federal license. Um, and basically what he was doing is he was getting all of these guns that were prohibited for the general public to buy um, but he was allowed to buy and he was he was acquiring all these guns and then he was basically moving them through and um, either giving them to friends and acquaintances or in a lot of cases um, selling them for money and it it became more of a profitable profitable enterprise and that's that's what
0: crosses that line. Okay Um, who who were the people who were buying these guns? I understand one was a high profile businessman.
1: Right, Um, and that's a good question. We actually don't know who all he was um, selling or giving the guns to. Um, uh, One of the people, yes, was Leo Hamill. Um, He's a prominent jeweler, uh, probably seen his commercial on TV. Um, He's got got, uh, jewelry stores. Um, He is a gun enthusiast. He was very open about that. and, uh, apparently uh, the two of them are friends and, and, uh, Leo Hamill was also indicted in this, um, case and he has pleaded guilty as well. Um, but it, it appears that Garmo was getting him these guns, um, you know, that Mr. Hamill couldn't have bought on his own, right. Cause he's, he's a civilian. Um, and he was either selling them or loaning them, uh, to Hamill. So when the, um, when the FBI and ATF did search Hamill's business and his home, he found, they found over 200 guns, but some of them were registered to Garmo, not even registered to Hamill, but were registered to Garmo. Oh, wow.
0: It sounds like Sheriff Bill Gore actually found out about this a few years ago, though, right?
1: Correct. And, and, and to some degree, um, is what we've been told. Um, like I said earlier um, in our discussion, this is an issue that is facing, I think, a lot of law enforcement agencies. And um, our some of our reporters, Greg Moran and Lindsay Winkley, ac- actually looked into this um, trend of um, the ATF and FBI having to kind of look into <laughs> how many police officers are actually doing this and how many are actually crossing the line or, or staying within the bounds. Um, So uh, back in 2017, um, I think there was some of this conduct that came to um, the sheriff department's uh, attention. It was more of like an employee misconduct thing. Um, There was an investigation and that investigation revealed, I guess, maybe like a dozen such transactions that Garma was doing without a firearms um, license. And you no, know, not a whole lot came of it. Um, I guess that there was some, you know, departmental disciplinary action. Uh, we don't know exactly what that was. Um, I guess there was um, uh, a referral to the district attorney's office at the time to see if there were criminal charges, and that was rejected. Um, and you know, when Garmo uh, did talk about it at the time, and he basically told the Union Tribune. You know, hey, I didn't realize I was breaking the law, but, you know, it's not going to happen again. You know, I made a mistake, that kind of thing.
0: But then the sales did continue and then Sheriff Gore found out again. So then did he take further action after that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what we've been told is that um, apparently Garmo did not uh, heed, you know, that that warning. Um, and that this kind of, uh, these transactions continued. Um, so uh, the FBI says that Gore referred to them, you know, the case for further prosecution to look into this. Um, and then the FBI brought the ATF on board as well since they handle all um, kind of federal firearms licensing and regulations. Um, and this case was the result of that. Uh, he was indicted in November on 23 counts.
0: Wow. And he did more than sell guns illegally though. Um, can you explain other ways he abused his power?
1: Sure. Um, so uh, he only pleaded guilty to, to the one firearms count yesterday, um, but his plea agreement was uh, much more sweeping where he admitted to a whole lot of other um, behaviors. And one was, uh, I guess he has a cousin who was a partner in a unlicensed marijuana dispensary And, um, you know, Marco Garmo, he was the he was a captain at one of the sheriff's substations or stations um, Rancho San Diego out in East County. And he, in his position, had learned that um, there was going to be a law enforcement search on this dispensary ahead of time. So he admitted to tipping off his cousin's dispensary um, about it and, you know, they cleared their shelves uh, of all the product and, uh, you know, emptied, got all the cash out of there um, because of that. And uh, there was a second uh, thing that he admitted to um, something about another marijuana dispensary. um, And he wasn't really involved in that dispensary, but what he was involved in is um, uh, trying to kind of coordinate a kickback scheme um, with the landlord of that property to try to get, um, the county to reopen it in some way. And, and that didn't quite
0: work, but he did admit to uh, trying to, to set that up. Okay. So was it just Garmo or were there other deputies involved in these situations?
1: Well, there was one other deputy who was indicted as part of this case. Um, he was a lieutenant. I believe he worked under Garmo um, and he was also indicted as part of this uh, indicted and he pleaded guilty. Um and what he was basically doing was helping Garmo uh kind of advertise um the kinds of guns that Garmo could get for certain people. And um I think he also pleaded guilty to making two straw purchases of guns for Garmo's uh one of his clients, which is basically um, you know, as a lieutenant, he's pretending to buy the guns for himself because he can, but um you know, he was actually buying them for somebody else who couldn't get them.
0: Okay. So do we know why Garmo was doing all of this? Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, prosecutors say that it was a side hustle. He was making money off it. I I think only made about $8,000 off of it, which I mean that, you know, $8,000 is $8,000. But um, I think uh, the other interesting motive uh, that investigators dug up was that he was pretty vocal about um, wanting to run for sheriff um, in the near future, and I think he saw this as a way to curry favor with potential donors and maybe people in high places. Um, you know, do some favors for them so they would then, in turn, support his sheriff campaign. Oh,
0: okay. Well, so is he? Is he still working for the sheriff's department?
1: No, he was put on leave. Uh, during the investigation. And then he retired, uh, during the investigation, I
0: think, uh, you know, last fall or something like that. So he's, he's retired now. Okay. So Garmo has pleaded guilty. Do you know what happens next?
1: So he'll be sentenced next. Um, I think a sentencing date was set in December. Um, my experience covering federal courts is that'll probably be pushed back, um, it usually takes a long time to set up a sentencing hearing. Um, so he faces up to five years in prison for this um, count. Um, my experience in federal courts also tells me that he won't get five years. Um, that, you know, that is definitely a pretty far max. Um, the interesting uh, part about this, though, and especially when, when it involves law enforcement officers, is um, he did plead guilty to a felony. So once that judgment gets entered on the books, um, you know, he will not be able to own or possess firearms legally in California.
0: Oh. Or
1: I guess yeah. nationally.
0: Yeah, yeah. didn't, didn't realize that. Um, and then you do cover federal courts and we are in quarantine. Can you just um, explain how does out, are there cases going on? Is that all on Zoom or tell us a little bit about that process?
1: So, um, you know, the federal court system never shut down during quarantine, right? Um, the state, our state court systems did for, to a large degree, right? Um, and they've been kind of gradually opening up. Um, and federal courts never completely shut down um, as far as in-person hearings. Um, and uh, they, they're they doing a lot of hearings on Zoom uh, for in-custody defendants. Um, so they're, they've got little rooms set up at the, uh, the jails, right. And they're doing their little status hearings and things like that. Um, but they're, they just started doing trials a few weeks ago in federal court again. Um, and people like Garmo who are not in custody, they're out on, on bail. Um, you know, they have been coming in, uh, for bigger hearings, like sentencings and Um, guilty pleas and things like that, where it is really important to be face-to-face in front of a judge.
0: Okay. Well, Christina Davis, thank you so much for informing us about this case and for being with us today. And thank you for listening to San Diego News Fix.